Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. It is Monday, March the 28th, 2022, and I am here to go over the nine-game main slate for DFS for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. We are going to carve up this slate, try to give you some winners, build some of those lineups. Uh, we'd love to have you join us, though, uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk, or if you're wa uh, wanting to watch this on YouTube, just search DFS Coach Talk. Uh, we are we provide lineups for our members 30, 20 to 30 minutes before lock each day, full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo, and a coach's clipboard for DraftKings. So come and join the fun. We also uh, will give out prize picks, plays each day. And uh, we'd love to meet and strategize with each one of our members. That is something we are very dedicated to here. And uh, that's how we, we believe you grow your bankroll. You got to know contest management, or I mean, contest selection, bankroll management, and all of those pieces that go into being a consistent winner in DFS. All right, let's dive into this slate. No messing around today with nine games. We have three of the nine games over uh, the 230 mark, so there's definitely going to be uh, some scoring today. So we're going to have to hit these right on the nose. All right, let's go. First of all, a 7 p.m. game. There are one, two, three, three 7 o'clock games. Uh, so we'll get uh, all the knowledge, hopefully, on these three prior to lock, which is always helpful. Denver Nuggets are at the Charlotte Hornets. Denver minus three. It's a solid 233 and a half total. You've got 118.25 implied for Denver, 115.25 implied for Charlotte. So they both meet the criteria of over 115 implied, which has continued to just kill it for us uh, as far as rostering DFS players from those games. It's a trend that we've been following here for the last couple of months that's really worked out well. Um, in this game, it, uh, we've got Denver coming in at 44 and 31 and Charlotte at 39 and 36. So both in the playoff hunt in their respective conferences. So they're, they're playing ball. Uh, for Denver, we have questionable tags on Compazzo and Jamichael Green. Uh, Jeff Green is in. It's Jamichael Green that's questionable. Kanchar, Murray, Najee, and Porter remain out. For the Hornets, just one, and that's Gordon Hayward. He remains out. So let's take a look at this, uh, you know, and, and how this matches up. Where can we focus here? You know, uh, a couple of spots we can look at right off the bat. The Joker, he's 12-2, maybe the best payup on the slate right off the bat. First guy. Uh, Charlotte has really struggled against, against bigs. Uh, the point totals have been up there. And <clears throat> I know, uh, you know, I was on with Gunn on Saturday and I was fading the Joker. That didn't work out too well for me. So I, I ate crow there, but I don't think I'm going to fade the Joker twice in a row here. I like this matchup better for him than the last one. And I think he can really take advantage of Plumlee and an undersized Montrez Harrell, who I think would really struggle with him, uh, and he doesn't defend well. So the Joker in play here, if it stays close with Denver being a three-point road favorite, it should. So uh, definitely my favorite payup. 
After that, you know, Gordon versus Miles Bridges, that matchup, there's two of my favorite defenders. I'm not going to mess with those guys. I do think, uh, you know, Terry Rozier could be a solid play here. I think Barton will probably guard LaMelo Ball. And uh, Rozier is 7'6". So you get um, uh, $1,300 savings on him from Ball. So Rozier's the guy, number one on my list right now. I do like LaMelo Ball here as well, but uh, really nobody else from Denver. I've been playing Bones Highland some, but he's still splitting time with Morris, and he's over 5K now. So uh, definite exposure here, probably Joker, a little Rozier, a little LaMelo Ball, uh, not you know loading up or stacking, but definitely uh, an important game, I think, on the slate. All right, game two. Uh, big different story here on the total with this one and lopsided. A lot of things to be concerned about in this game. It's the Orlando Magic and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland's favored by nine. The total's only 217. It's a 104 implied for Orlando, 113 uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. In this game, um, injury-wise, Suggs remains out for Orlando. So that rotation of all those guards will fill in a bunch of those spots. For Cleveland, it's also the same. Uh, Jared Allen, Rondo, and Wade uh, are out. So uh, Orlando's 20 and 55. They're out of it, playing for more ping pong balls. Cleveland, on the other hand, is right in the thick of a a tough race, uh, trying for position there. They're 41 and 33, uh, and every win counts for them. They've been struggling a little bit lately. Their defensive ranking has sort of plummeted of late and, uh, you know, really shouldn't be that big of an issue here against uh, an undermanned Orlando team. So a couple of things, you know, Cole Anthony playable at 7K, but again, you know, they're playing a lot of guys and it's hard to trust that rotation. 7K is a pretty big price. Um, Franz Wagner at 6-1, again, a little expensive. Wendell Carter should be back. He missed the last game, but 8-3 is a big price. And even Bomb is up at 6-2. So, you know, the rotation with Hampton, Okiki, Fultz, Ross, Mo Wagner, Gary Harris, these guys are all getting minutes. Robin Lopez even played the last game. So, you know, it's either Cole Anthony, if I can fit the 7K, a price I'm not excited about, If not, I'm going to completely pass on this Orlando team. Cleveland's only favored by nine, still has the potential to blow out on top of that. So certainly not racing towards any magic here. On the Cleveland side, I do think Darius Garland is a great play, but 10-3 in a game with this low of a pace uh, and with the potential of Cleveland getting control of this game is very concerning. Um, I will say I'm interested to follow the news with Karis LeVert. He's only 5'6". I think he's a tremendously explosive player. And Cleveland's been tweaking with this lineup. They had Love in there for a while. Then they originally tried to play two defensive guys in Stevens and Okoro. That didn't work out. Uh, And now there's talk that it may be LeVert back in there in the starting lineup. We'll have to see. We're going to follow that very closely. We'll be checking all the coach speak and all of the beat writer information, and we'll update that in our Discord. But if Levert starts at 5-6, I'm interested. That's just too good of a price. If he's going to get 30 minutes, which I think he really should, uh, and he hadn't been 
But if he does, um, that's just too cheap. Um, after that, you know, Lori Markkinen's had several good games at 6-6. Is a little pricier now. Evan Mobley's been a little inconsistent uh, at 7-7, seven, seven, uh, but can throw a great game on the board. But he does have the double bigs to go against in Carter and Mamba. So not a lot of uh, exposure to this game. I do think Levert could be a sneaky good play if he starts. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, let's go on to uh, game three. Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, big numbers here. Atlanta's favored by eight. It's a 234 and a half total. Atlanta, a giant 121.25 implied. Indiana, 113.25. Uh, injuries in this game, Atlanta comes in 500. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Indiana, hopelessly out of it, have already given up 25 and 50. So, you know, again, with that opportunity for a possible, uh, you know, lopsided game. Injury-wise, though, uh, Gallinari, who's been playing big minutes for them lately since Collins has been out, he's questionable, though. So that's important to know. Bogdanovich, also questionable. And Collins still remains out. Mays remains out. So we need that news on Bogdanovich and Gallinari. That's a lot of minutes. I mean, that's like 55 minutes of play recently. So, uh, again, you know, a lot of that scoring is going to go back to Trey Young, Kevin Herter, uh, being uh, two key guys, and even DeAndre Hunter. Uh, and, 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 you know, Clint Capella's definite raised up here if no Collins and no Gallinari. So let's get that news and see where we want to go. I may go multiple uh, Atlanta Hawks here, maybe a Trey Young, Kevin Herter, maybe a Capella and Herter depending on salary and if Bogdanovich and Gallinari are in or out. But I will have Hawks exposure here. Unless they're all in, then that's going to be a little bit tougher of a play. But hopefully uh, we get some news, which we will. It's an early the, one of the early starts. So uh, keeping a very close eye on that one. For Indiana, uh, Goga Bataze and uh, Dwayne Washington are questionable. We know Brogdon, Duarte, Jackson, and McConnell are out. So, how, you know, how do we attack this game with an Indiana team that has pretty much mailed it in? I mean, there are two main guys that have been scoring. Both, to me, are in play here. And this is a huge total. Tyrese Helleburn at 9-2, I, I think, is a play today. I really think he's a good play. Buddy Hill at 7-5, another great play. Those are the two guys I'm focusing on, on that side of the ball. And, you know, I can see myself going 2v2 in this game because my thing is it's at Indiana. Yes, Indiana's been getting their A-double-S handed to them on a daily basis, but Atlanta hasn't exactly been killing people, and they're shorthanded. So I, I think it stays close enough that there can be a lot of points. These two teams don't defend well whatsoever, and the paces should be good enough. So, you know, Halliburton healed for sure, uh, high on my list. Uh, Justin Anderson, 4.7 now. He's been getting to his number. And then O'Shea Brissett at 6K. He throws in some monster games at times. Uh, the key factor, though, to follow the news is, is Goga going to play or not? It changes things with Jalen Smith, one of my favorite guys. And then Terry Taylor would also be in play here. 
uh, if Goga sits. So uh, all kinds of potential here. This will probably be my key game of the night. I think I won't be alone on this one. And, uh, you know, my only hope here is that it stays close, stays competitive. And I think we're going to get a lot of DFS points out of this game. So uh, definitely stay tuned to see which, which direction we go with a few of these final guys on that squad. All right, the next couple, three games actually are not very exciting for me. And I'll explain why. The first one is the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks. Uh, these are what I'm calling today the three 730 duds. I don't like any of these three games uh, really much at all. The first one, it's the Bulls-Knicks, Chicago by three and a half, only a 219 total. 111.2 implied for Chicago, 107.75 for the New York Knicks. Injury-wise, coming into this game, we've got the Chicago Bulls with Lonzo Ball out. That's it. For the Knicks, you have a questionable tag on Grimes, and we know Noel and Rose remain out. Again, two teams, the pace isn't great. They're not playing great ball. Some of the prices are inflated. I don't think that are worth going there. You know, you've got the three big guys all in the mid-8s now from Chicago. Levine, 8-4. DeRozan, 8-6. Vuk, 8-3. So just not an exciting pay-up spot for me for any of those guys. Uh, trying to mess with the other Bulls, Dasunmu, Caruso, White, Williams, Green, just it's not paying off. Major duds in some of these games for all of those guys. On the Knicks side, you know, it's not a whole lot better. Burks will give you some uh, decent games at 5-9, but he's going to get a combo defense of Caruso and Desunmu, which are both, you know, adequate defenders. Fournier, too scoring dependent. You know, you got the two guys that you can consider from the Knicks, in my opinion, but too expensive in a matchup like this, I believe. R.J. Barrett's 8-4 and Julius Randle's 9-4. I'm just not wanting to spend up in a game of this pace that I just don't think is going to be uh, the right spot for these guys. Now, I know the Bulls play very poor against power forwards. Julius Randle is a power forward. So, you know, if you want to take a GPP shot on them, certainly could have a monster game. It's It's in the cards. I just don't think there's going to be enough possessions per minute in this game for him to smash a 9.4 uh, salary. Mitchell Robinson, you know, at 5'5", he's been in and out. And, you know, Jericho Sims, Iman Quickly, Obi Top, and those guys are getting some minutes, but not comfortable going any anywhere there, especially in cash or single entry uh, lineups. The other 732, the second of the three 730 games, Sacramento Heat, uh, Sacramento Heat, exactly. It is the Sacramento Kings and the Miami Heat. Miami, a big 12 and a half point favorite, 216 and a half total, 102 implied for the Kings, 114 and a half uh, for the Miami Heat. In this game, as far as injuries go, Sacramento, no Davis, and then we know Fox and Sabonis probably out for the season. For Miami, question marks like every day. And I'm a big Spolstra and fan. I like the heat, but I'm starting to get very agitated from a DFS standpoint of why they want to give us five or six or seven uh, guys that are questionable every day. Let's get 
uh, our story straight here. Heat, Tucker, Hero, Martin, and Vincent, all questionable, all affecting the rotation. We do know as of now, Lowry, Butler, and Adebayo are in, so that I guess is something to know. But we have several concerns here. One, does the game blow out? Yes, the Heat have been in a slump. That just means they're angry. You know, it's the old poke the bear, poke the beehive, whatever. Eventually here, Miami's going to step up and just, you know, just hammer somebody. And it could be the undermanned uh, Kings. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, Sacramento, Davion Mitchell's been absolutely fantastic. He's all the way up to 7-4, which probably isn't high enough for the way he's been playing, but it's against the Miami Heat. So, too much for me to go. I think people will still chase that, but I just think against the Heat, that's a tough number to, to meet. After that, it's just been major inconsistencies. Damian Jones is dead to me after his last game at 5K. No thank you. Pass. Uh, not gonna, I do not respect your your game, Mr. Jones. Uh, sorry about that, but you know, it's a little personal. Um, after that, you know, good luck. Justin Holiday, Harrison Barnes. Trey Lyles, Dante DiVincenzo, Chimeze Metu, Jeremy Lamb, Alex Len, Josh Jackson, Maurice Harkless. Please take all of those guys, get into the G League, and see if you can win the G League championship. That's how I feel about the Sacramento Kings at this point. So just not no interest for me there whatsoever. Um, pass. Miami Heat, you know, you got the same scenario. Do you want to pay big money? For Jimmy Butler at 8-3, Bam Adebayo at 8K, which isn't that bad. Tyler Hero at 7-2. Or you can get some mid-range guys, Lowry at 6-4. You know, you can go to a, a cheaper guy like a Duncan Robinson 3-5. You know what, though? It's just a big mess. We don't know those four guys if they're in or out. So we need that news. Because if they're all out, if we lose Tucker and some of these guys, then you can have a really serious discussion about Max Struess at 3-7, Caleb Martin at 3-5. You know, it's all dependent on those in and out. If they're all in and this game blows out and they all get minutes, it's a full pass for me. If we get three or four of those guys out, then this is a nice game to grab some value so you can pay up elsewhere. So, I will follow this news very closely. I'm not excited to pay up, though, for Butler and Bam at those prices. Um, unless, again, we get guys out and all of a sudden we have a Max Struess in the starting lineup or something. Then it's much easier to go a Struess and Bam and feel a little bit better about it. But, you know, buyer beware here. This game could easily blow out and uh, we need some solidification on these lineups. All right. The last 7.30 game, the other dud game that not much interest on my behalf at all, Boston Celtics at Toronto Raptors, Boston playing like world beaters, but they're a a four-and-a-half-point underdog to the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. An interesting line, I thought. I thought it would be more of an even number. Uh, Horrible uh, 212-and-a-half total, 104 implied for Boston, 108 and a half for Toronto, you know, not good, not conducive to DFS winning builds. So um, the big question here and why I guess the line is what it is, 
questionable tag on Jason Tatum. So to me, that makes me feel like Vegas thinks he sits. We'll see. I mean, if you don't think he sits, maybe go grab some shares of Boston or Tatum or whatever. But, um, you know, we need to follow that news. We know Al Horford is probably not going to play. And we know that Robert Williams is out. So I get it. You know, let's make Toronto a favorite because the two bigs are out and we don't know if Tatum's playing. Okay, they still have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. You know, we don't know if Tatum's out yet. So I do think this is going to be a competitive game. I, I really do. Um, you know, because Toronto, it's the same scenario there. They've been really difficult to, to follow uh, lately. Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent, both questionable. That's been the theme lately. But not like a LeBron they, where they're just listed as questionable and they play all the time. They both miss games. So it makes it super difficult to figure out and something we just have to follow. So let's see what happens there. If they both happen to be out, then, you know, it's a completely different discussion. But Van Vliet and Trent questionable. Malachi Flynn is out. So, you know, that they don't even have the backup uh, for Van Vliet if they need that point guard. So it, it's going to get a little bit dicey depending on, you know, what that information comes out to be. So. Looking at this game and the total, very difficult to get to. If Tatum sits, Jalen Brown, obviously a great play. I mean, we've said it for two years now. It's one of those scenarios that we always talk about. You know, you got two dominant alphas on a team like Tatum and Brown. If one sits and you think the game's going to be fairly competitive, you just got to just lock up the other one. I mean, it's not rocket science here. You know, that usage is going to get spread around some, but it's mostly going to go to the other best player. And, you know, so if Tatum sits, Brown's going to be 100% plug and play for me. If if Tatum plays, it's just a totally different story. Tatum 10-5, Brown 8-1, then it becomes difficult. In a low-scoring game, low total, uh, much more difficult. Uh, depending on some of the news, there are some value plays here. Marcus Smart at 6 Grant Williams at 4-4, Daniel Tice at 3-7. Um, you know, they may even dust off old Luke Cornett at 3K, not that I'd play him. I think Tice would be, or Grant Williams would be the better spots to go there if you're looking for value at the bigs. And believe me, <clears throat> Williams and Tice will get a lot of play, especially if uh, more value doesn't open up. On the Toronto side, everything has to do in or out Van Vliet and uh, – and Trent. So we need to know what happens there. Van Vliet's 8-8. If he's in with no Trent, again, you know, we had that debacle, unbelievable, where the speaker was on fire. We had Van Vliet in our lineups. He started out great. And then because there was such a long delay, he didn't come back in. So that was enough to make you crazy. Uh, how does how do you get burned by something like that, man? How's that possible? But it happened. Um, I like Van Vliet if he's in. I know Marcus Smart D is good and all that, but with with Trent out and he's if he's in, it's just he's going to be the go-to guy. It's that simple. Yes, Siakam gets a lot of the big shots, but Van Bleed is as well. So not sold on it because I don't love this game at all. But let's see what the news is there. Everybody else is priced up. Scotty Barnes all the way to 8K, Siakam at 9-3. And then you're getting that whole, you know, I think Birch may have just been ruled out. But Burge, Boucher, Achua, even a little Thad Young, 
if Van Fleet sits, maybe something opens up at the guard spot for them, like an Armani Brooks or uh, or a Banton, something like that. So we need news here, but not sitting on the edge of my seat because this game seems like a you know beat them up, knock them out kind of game with two teams trying to position for the playoffs. All right, we move to uh, a set of 8 o'clock games, and then we have a two-hour break until uh, the all-by-itself late game that's going to have the United States of America and the world as we know it sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for that epic battle battle at 10 o'clock of the Oklahoma City Thunder and Portland Trailblazers. Maybe the most watched NBA game in the history of the NBA when it's all said and done. Sorry, couldn't help myself. All right, 8 o'clock game, San Antonio Spurs, Houston Rockets. Nice big fat total here, 234.5 for these two Texas teams that don't know how to spell the word defense. Spurs are favored by a big fat 7.5 on the road. How is that possible? 234.5 total, 121 implied for the Spurs, 113.5 uh, for the Houston Rockets. That, that's a crazy spread to me. Spurs are 30 and 44. They're no world beaters. Houston's 20 and 55. So who knows? Devin Vassell, probable. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is questionable. We know Langford and McDermott are out. The only guy out for Houston is John Wall. Where's, where's Garuba? I don't see Garuba. I have to say Garuba and Wall every day. So I'm just going to pretend that Garuba's out because I'm not playing him anyway. But we know John Wall, uh, poor guy's been on that report, and he's never going to get a, a game in all season. All right, what do we got here? I don't know where to, you know, these two teams are enough to drive you crazy. Everybody's going to be on the DeJounte Murray bandwagon. He's 11K, so you don't get off cheap. But against this porous rocket defense, I mean, he's got to be one of your pay-up options. There's no question about it. He's got to be. Uh, either top two, top three at the most pay up. I can completely understand getting to him here. Um, 11K though, you know, you need that 5X plus 10. So can we get to 65 here for DeJounte? That's what I need to feel good about it. That's close, um, but you may need it. You may need the raw points. Uh, we'll just see how that rolls. After that, you know, it's a crapshoot. Primo, Vassell, Johnson, Pirtle, uh, Walker, if he plays, Richardson, Trey Jones, Zach Collins, Landell, Bates, Jopp, Weiskamp. These guys are all getting minutes. You know, Pops pretty much mailed it in, you know, rotating some guys. Keldon Johnson has been on a, a heater. He's 6'7", but the second you play that darn guy, he's going to throw you 15 fantasy points. I know it. So I'm afraid to play him. Pirtle's all the way down to 6'6" which starts getting into the territory of just a little too cheap for the, you know, double-double potential that he has game to game. You know, Primo, they're trying to get more minutes too. Very volatile, as you'd expect, like an 18-year-old rookie. He may have just turned 19. He's only 3'6", though, so you could look at him as a, a last man in value and then hold your breath during that game. Houston side, usual sub uh, suspects here. All affordable, Porter, Green, Gordon, Tate, Schroeder off the bench, Zangoon off the bench. All those guys 
are 6-2 or less. So there's lots of different value floating if you can land on the right spot. Only guy more expensive is Christian Wood at 8-2. He's had some tremendous games. Then he's had some games where they're just not getting him enough minutes. Do we need exposure here? Yes, we do. Um, Is this game my favorite game? Not particularly, just because both teams go deep on their bench. And that is a concern here. Um, Kevin Porter at 6-2, Jalen Green at 6-1. Those two I'm definitely considering. If I want to pay up for Wood uh, to bumper Murray on the other side at 11K, I think that's very doable. But, uh, you know, maybe a second center site with Jakob Pertl at 6-6. So uh, one off here, maybe two on one side. Definitely want a little exposure, but I'm not going to be stacking uh, all out in this game. All right. The other 8 o'clock game is the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is favored by 10.5. That's a lot to be favored against the Golden State Warriors. 221.5 total. 105.5 is all for Golden State. They are playing bad ball. 116 implied uh, for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, This game here, we've got Grizzlies. Iguodala is actually uh, probable. So they may get Iggy back. He's been out for quite some time. So I would definitely going to be on a a minutes restriction. So I will not touch him. Guys that are doubtful. Okay. Green Porter and Clay Thompson. Hence the big favoritism here for the Grizzlies. So doubtful tags very seldom get upgraded. And then we know Steph is out. So basically, uh, possible starting five there uh, are all out. Uh, Memphis has Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. questionable. So, you know, key piece there. We know John ja Morant's still out and Killian Tilly is out. I don't, they may want to sit Jaw in the playoffs too. They're like 17 and two without the guy. It's, it's totally nuts. Uh, and the number one defense. So, considering a lot of stuff here, we can do this very quickly. You have two of the best defenses in the league, hands down. And uh, yes, there's a bunch of guys out, but they still are going to play within their coaches' game plans. And Kerr and Jenkins are two of the better coaches in the league, two of the best defensive scheme coaches. And regardless of who they have in there, they're going to defend well. And so this is not a target game for me whatsoever. Um, And you know, let's see, make sure some of these guys are out because they're, you know, based on moving, moving of usage, there are some potential guys uh, that can be value uh, if the other guys are all sitting. So we will continue to look at that game, but certainly nothing I'm racing to. Jordan Poole is ridiculous. 8-1 now. I get it. I mean, he deserves it with nobody else in there to shoot. With this lineup, he'll probably shoot the ball 25 times. But I don't know, man. At 8-1, this Grizzlies lineup that they're starting uh, is, you know, number one in the league in the last, like, six weeks. So it's very difficult to to spend up that high. But I wouldn't blame you if you did just on volume uh, shooting. Uh, You know, other than that, you know, Wiggins has been horrifically inconsistent. Kaminga is completely dead to me. That last game – was one of the worst performances I've seen this season. Uh, done with him. 
who gets excited for Moody or Looney or Lee or Peyton or Bielitsa, Iggy a little minutes. It is disgusting. So no thank you, Golden State Warriors. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow. For the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, Tyus Jones is always a play for me when Jaws out. I mean, more times than not, he has smashed that 5X number. And 5'8 isn't a giveaway, but Jordan pulls no super defender here. So Tyus is high on my list. He's the first guy that I'd look at from this Grizzlies team. A couple other spots, you know, if Jackson sits and Clark sits, you know, now we got to start looking at the Conchars a little bit, the Tillmans, but again, more GPP style. What it would do, it, it allow Steven Adams to be a better play at 6'5", uh, you know, more rebounds, a few more minutes at the bigs uh, would be some interest. You can go to those mid-level guys also with the Grizz if you think this game stays close enough. Bane's 7'9", which is a little pricey. Brooks is down at 6'4". Uh, certainly some inconsistency since he's come back. So uh, a one-off for the Grizz for me here and probably nothing for the Warriors. So uh, just not a great game and not one that I think is going to stay super close, uh, to be honest with you. All right, before we get to this last featured game that everybody can't wait to watch at 10 o'clock, a couple of things. I want to thank um, our presenting sponsor of this show. That's betus.com.pa. If you've not tried BetUS, give them a shot. I have been with them 16 years. I love them. Great payoffs, great promos. They've got the whole deal. And we have a special thing set up with them. If you uh, go to betus.com.pa for the first time, open an account there, deposit a minimum of $149, which they'll give you some great promos on top of that, you get two free full months of DFS Coach Talk. As soon as you sign up at BetUS, shoot us, a, uh, DM us, uh, tweet us at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know that you've signed up. We'll confirm it, and you get those two free months. That means you're getting all of the NBA basketball playoffs, all of our M MLB that's going on, all of our PGA with the Masters and everything. So if you're looking to bet <clears throat> on the Final Four, you're looking to bet on baseball as it gets started, Give BetUS a try. You'll love it. BetUS.com.pa. Here's the key, though. You have to use the promo code COACHTALK. All one word, no space. If you use that promo code, you let them know when you sign up at BetUS, you get two free months here at Coach Talk. So give them a try. All right. Last game. Oklahoma City Thunder, Portland Trailblazers, 10 o'clock. <laughs> it is Oklahoma City by one and a half. So a road favorite for the Thunder. 222 and a half total, 112 implied for the Thunder, 110 and a half for Portland. So where do we go with this game? You know, two obviously uh, ping pong seeking squads here. Oklahoma City, 21 and 53. Portland, 27 and 47. Amazing. All right, here's the list. You may want to get a, a sandwich and a cup of coffee. Darius Baisley, doubtful. Out for the Thunder, favors some guy by the name of SGA and then Kenrich Williams. For Portland, you've got a questionable tag on Greg Brown, and that actually matters. That's how sad it is. Here are the guys out. Bledsoe, Hart, Luzada, Nurkic, Simmons, Watford, and Winslow. 
So it is some slim pickings on these squads. But, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody here can bring it home for you in the late game. Um, that's the big question. Where do you go here? Do you have any ownership? There are some playable guys. Um, the one that stands out the most to me um, on for Oklahoma City is Trey Ban. He's 5'8", and that is a good price. He has been an offensive leader for them when SGA is out. So I would consider him. You're going to get a lot of uh, Teo Maladon. He's only 4'5". Aaron Wiggins at 3'9 isn't a bad play. Poku, I think, is a good play at 5'9". So you got two lower mid-price guys or almost value guys in 5'8 man and 5'9 Poku. And then, you know, a couple other people to choose from here. Roby, uh, Krejci, uh, uh, Waters, Olivier Saar. Uh, you know, all those guys are going to get some minutes. But I would focus mainly on uh, Man and Wigan, or Man and Poku with a slight look to Maladone or Wiggins. Uh, on the Portland side, you know, the Brandon Williams dilemma and Chris Dunn. So whoever can figure that one out and feel really good about it, let me know because they have sort of taken turns playing, taken turns being good, taking turns being bad. So there's a lot of risk to me with Brandon Williams and Chris Dunn. So I'm probably going to avoid it just because of the potential of uh, pulling my hair out for that last game. And I don't have hair. Um, Keon Johnson, 3-9. CJLB was awful the last game at 4-6. He'll throw one game in once in a while. Uh, I guess Drew Eubanks is, is a viable candidate, but he's 7-1. Whoever would think the most expensive guy in this game, I'm not joking, is 7-1 Drew Eubanks. Here's a guy that was let go by the Spurs, signed a 10-day contract with Portland, and he's the most expensive guy in this game. This is so crazy. Uh, but he is 7-1, and he does make a little bit of sense. It's embarrassing to say. If you want to take a shot on a Ben McElmore 4K, go for it. But lots of risk involved. So, you know, for me, I, unless I get real strong coach speak or beat writer info that says, hey, Brandon Williams is playing 35 minutes. He's going to run the deal, or Chris Dunn is. I'm not going to gamble there. Uh, I'll look briefly at Eubanks. Definitely look, though, at some of that Thunder uh, value with all of those guys out. And I'll have some exposure here. I'm not proud of it, but, you know, I think there's a few priced guys here that allow you to be a little bit more uh, volatile with your lineup and have a little bit more uh, potential for buy-ups. So that is it, my friends. Nine full games, wild different type of games, high scoring, low scoring, you know, pace, no pace, defense, no defense. So uh, it's going to be a fun night. I think we've got some great plays here. Uh, if you're watching right now, do me a favor on the way out, hit that thumbs up. That means so much to us. We put two podcasts out a day. Pretty soon we'll have three with Major League Baseball starting. We're doing a DFS podcast and prize picks podcast for both, both baseball and the NBA. But every time we get a thumbs up on one of our pods, it moves us up that algorithm on YouTube and it means the world to us. Hit that subscribe button while you're at it. If you don't want to miss any of our pods or at least know when they're ready, hit that little alarm button up in the upper corner. 
That'll let you know when any of our podcasts post. Um, also, if you're listening on any of our audio landing spots uh, for podcasts, give us a quick five-star rating and uh, a quick comment. A combination of doing those things get you into a drawing at the end of the month, which we are racing to very quickly here. It is almost April. We have a drawing for a full one-week membership at Coach Talk for anyone that does that. So thank you so much for listening in. We really do appreciate it. Um, it's a really hot slate tonight. We have some great uh, picks for prize picks as well. So catch that pod and definitely join us in Discord. Give us a try. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. Go to that website, their membership page, all kinds of options, even a three-day for 10 bucks, where you can really dip your toes in the water, uh, see how it works. We have a super Discord all very positive, supportive, back each other up. We have a great time every day. So thank you to the members listening and to those that listen each day. Much appreciated. And uh, we're certainly going to get after it today. We're going to try to take it all down. We are going for some takedowns. Takedown alert here at Coach Talk. So enjoy your Monday. Let's get the week started off correctly. We'll certainly be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.